Hi and welcome to Fresh Media Presents Podcast. This is episode 16, series 3. As always, I'm the host, Christian, and my co-host next to me is Paris. Um, we are joined by a lovely guest. Her name is Lisa Pugh. Did I say it right? Pugh, yeah. Pugh. <laughs> Pugh. <laughs> it's an awkward one. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe I got it right first time. Cool. You did, you were very close. <laughs> <laughs> not, not too bad, not too bad. But anyway, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Thank you for asking me. How far are you coming from? Um, North London, Bounds Green. Bounds Green, I know that area, yeah. not too far from Wood Green. Yeah, 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 yeah like one stop. Now. Yeah, cool. Oh, thank you for joining us. Thank you. How you been today? All right? Good, yeah. Cool. So Cold. For the, yeah, it's, it's freezing, winter's here. It is. <laughs> winter's well coming. and truly. So for the audience, for just tell us what you do and like, what, you know, your, your profession and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I'm an actor. I'm a forex trader, so I trade in the forex market. I am a performing arts tutor, so I teach kids dance, dance, drama, singing, and I'm also a teaching assistant in a school. So a million different things. Nice. <laughs> how, did you, how did you get into trading? Um, I got into it in April this year, just mm. when lockdown hit. Um, I used to do lots of different network marketing companies, but I came away from it for a few years because I just kind of fell out of love with it. But I think just when lockdown hit, you just kind of go, right, well, what can I do to kind mm. of, you know, look at passive and residual incomes? And really, I've just kind of always been the person that looks outside the box. And um, yeah, I just really want to learn how to trade. It seemed like a, you know lucrative thing and I just guess I wanted to find out like how it would work the right way without it being like scammy and mm. all those Instagram people who like to pop up I and know, say yeah. oh you can earn 50,000 in a day it's like come on now let's be realistic <laughs> you did you, you did a similar video on your Instagram not like that but you said oh if you want to learn how to trade yeah yeah, yeah. So it, it reminds <laughs> me of that YouTube ad I'm like oh this is, <laughs> is this <laughs> <laughs> learn to trade with forex too. I know and the thing is there's people that obviously know me that will reach out and would be like you know yeah we know you it's legit we trust you so if it weren't for that I think you're right it would be like oh you're just that type of person on YouTube yeah. that yeah but that's the thing like I tried to make it you know I try to let people know like this is a real company mm. people look like Floyd Mayweather's just joined the company just partnered with it like literally as of two days ago mm. like people are starting to like catch on to like exactly what it is mm. like everything about um the company that i'm with and it's it, what's the company called for, uh, um, i am mastery academy i am mastery academy yeah there there's a few people doing it in london it, i think it's only just starting now for the uk to know a little bit about it um the girl that i you, you know kind of reached out to she's a friend in north carolina in america so um most of the people that i work with are you know over in the states mm. um but yeah, it's, it's wicked. I mean, I have a, like a residual income every week and I get to trade independently from my phone like wherever I am. So it's yeah. a, it's a good trading thing. hard or... Is I think the... Um, people think it's hard because it looks hard. It looks like you have to know a lot of stuff. But I think when you learn the right way with the right company and you dedicate like a few weeks to kind of understanding like the basics of it, then you can... I think anyone can learn it. My mum does this with me and she's not like oh, the brightest... So is the income like, because I know a lot of traders on Instagram kind of say, look, you're going to make a quite a bit of money. Is it like that or? It, I mean, it can be, but we, it's unrealistic what they say. Like, it really is unrealistic. Mm. And like the company that I work with, they take like more of a like realistic approach. You know, you partner with us and it's like, we're, we'll teach you the skills. We'll teach you how to do this. But we're not going to say you're going to make 10,000 in a week. People yeah. can do it. I'm not saying they can't. But it's not something that they sell because why would we're not even selling nothing? We're just yeah. we're just saying to people get educated the right way, yeah. learn how to trade the right way, take it upon yourself to take the time to learn, and then that's it. You go from there. So how much do you have to invest? Would you say you invest anything? Literally from fifty pound onwards. Like there's no, 
there's no I would say the minimum is like 50 but it depends on there's different brokers out there that let you like start with a little bit less but to be honest with you, like I would say like the more you can put in to start with, the better because you've got more chance to kind of do a few more trades. But like I started mine with 50 and in two weeks I was like, I like quadrupled it. Wow. So it's possible with a small mm. amount. It's just fine. It's just literally every single person's different. Like I'm very, when I set myself to something, I like to achieve it. So I knew that I wanted to learn this skill. So I went out of my way to like dedicate time and it was in lockdown. So I had nothing else to do. Yeah. Yeah. So it was perfect Sweet. for me. Like literally lockdown here. I came back from Dubai. I got told my job's gone. Like I had no job. And then I didn't know if I was so getting- So sorry to hear that. No, no, it's fine. I'm fine now. I'm all good. Okay. But when I came back from the first lockdown, um, I worked in a nursery in Highgate. And then they decided like they're going to shut because obviously it was too high risk. And then all the performing arts stuff that I did on, um, in person was all online. And it wasn't as frequent. I mean, I was lucky enough to stall tutor, but I needed to find something that I could do online that could earn me some money. So it fit in at that time, and then I've just continued it, and it's been great. Yeah. I've heard a lot of people learning new skills during lockdown. Like our good. previous guest we were speaking about, she learned that she discovered acting during. She discovered acting uh, during lockdown, so she kind of like liked. That's that's the new skill she learned. So it, obviously, with you, it was like more like trading. Um, did you did anyone teach you how to trade, or did you just the, kind of, the company? The company you. educates so it's you. It's an educational company, and they basically teach you how to trade. So um, that's how it works. Yeah, you kind of get signed up with them and then they have like a series of videos and then they have educators that go live every day, like hundreds of educators. They record their sessions, you can watch them. And then within the team that I'm in, they actually do their own live trade-ins every single day. So you get to learn as you go along. So would you say the company that you actually went with helped you a lot? Massively, yeah, okay, yeah. Cool. I didn't, I, ha I knew absolutely nothing. Do you want to share it with anyone? Just anyone that has, might maybe that have lost their job or? Yeah, yeah, of course. So if anyone is interested, obviously we can put my details below, but it's I Am Academy. They teach you education the right way mm. and you're not having to invest thousands of pounds, which I think everybody assumes when they think yeah. of Forex. They think that they have to invest a lot and you don't. You literally just need a small amount of money yeah. and you can get started. And I think for anyone who is struggling right now, it's just important to keep your mind open because... Like I was burnt by a previous company. Um, I did crypto and I really, d I lost a lot of money and a lot of people that I knew and they trusted me lost a lot. So I was just lucky enough that I still had an open mind to stuff. I knew that it was something that could work. I just needed to find the right platform. And mm. you do that full time now? No, no, I don't do it full time. I literally just do it on the side. On the side. Oh, but so it's eventually for me, like this is why I started doing it because then I can have more freedom to do acting, more freedom to do the stuff I want to do. So can you see yourself doing this like ongoing and 100% yeah, yeah yeah I mean that's the goal like for me I started it not just for financial freedom but for time freedom mm. like every single day I'm I'm working in a, in a school and I love my job I love the kids I work with but of course I want to be able to build up that income with the trading so that I have the freedom and the flexibility to do acting which is what I've always loved to do yeah so tell us about your acting how did you get into it so I started acting from quite a young age when I was about 11 I started writing loads of I thought they were poems, but they might have been. But my mum found this massive book full of all these stories. She was like, oh, um, what is this? And I was like, I don't know, I'm just making stories. And she was like, well, you know, these type of things, like you could do acting. And I was like, don't know what that is. What's acting? So I got involved from like 11, 12. I did an improvisation theatre school for six years. So I learned improv from a, like a really young age. And then, yeah, just from there, I, I just never looked back. I used to be really sporty. I did like hockey, netball, football. So I thought I was going to be like a PE coach or something like that. But then I just found a massive love for acting. I just love getting lost in that world of like mm. different characters and just really like exploring all the depths of these characters, even from a young age. Like I felt like that was just my safety 
it got me away from like people in the wrong crowd it got me away from you know bad stuff that like teenagers go through and can yeah. be easily influenced in and I just felt like it put me in the right path mm. um so yeah like it's literally from 11 till I'm 28 now so mm. it's been a long time yeah, <laughs> and and you what you went to drama school. Which one? What drama? I didn't school? go to drama school. Oh, I went to I, I actually auditioned for a load of them when I finished college. I finished musical theatre college in Wales, and I applied for loads. All the ones up here, and I just got told the same thing. It was like, yeah, you're good, but you're too young. Come back next year. Ah. So I, I think it just like I was a bit like, oh, this is rubbish. So then I thought, take a year out, decide what I want to do, and then I went to university to study like acting, like the technique of acting. So I went to Newport Film School in Southwest Wales. And I learned mainly like Stanislavski, Stella Adler, more like method acting practitioners. And we did a lot of like on-screen acting, but we also did a lot of theatre. Um, and then after that, I then auditioned for Alra, which they've got one in, in London and they've also got one in Wigan. And I got on a waiting list for the one in Wigan, which is near Manchester. Mm. So basically they were like, you could get on, you could not, but you need to basically think about moving because if you do, you need to be ready to jump on the course and go. And that was an MA and that is a drama school, Alra. And um, yeah, like a few people got off the list and then they called me and were like, look, the last person's taken their place. I already had decided to move to Manchester. So I did move to Manchester for three years got my first acting agent there and I started attending this acting class called Acts of North with Peter Hunt who's um, a big casting director now but he started this company up for people who were a little bit older that didn't get into Alra but he taught exactly the same things in Alra that he did in this Act of North mm. so you were learning the same thing but not paying thousands and thousands each year so That's I did sweet. that for three years and then I made massive connections from doing that as well which was great. So what are your thoughts on like drama schools that charge a lot so do you feel like there should are there to any of your knowledge that charge like less and stuff like that because I feel like the fees are just so high right they're now. really high I, like, what about the people that can't afford it this is the thing I mean I they do scholarships no yeah they do but not they everyone do like Dada, the dance and drama awards but like literally it's it's dependent yeah. on your points on the on the day mm. so like you have audition points like when Basically, I went to Alra yeah. you had like um you did a contemporary and a Shakespeare monologue if your contemporary was good only your contemporary, they would allow you to then go onto the Shakespeare monologue. But if mm. your contemporary wasn't good and they didn't like believe you, you wouldn't even go through to the next stage. Mm. So then, um, so basically I went on it and I did my contemporary, then I got put through to the next round and then it's the Shakespeare monologue. And then after that, they start already tallying up the points based on what they think. I don't know, I think it's like out of 10. So they basically add them up. So the data is, is actually dependent on your ability as an actor, like the skills that you have. Then they put you through an improv workshop and then they put you through like a movement workshop where you have to pretend you're like fire and water and it's all ridiculous and crazy. Mm. But that's drama skills for you. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, like, but I mean, I would say like that, they're all really expensive. Mm. And it just, it doesn't help with working class actors who yeah. genuinely are so talented, mm. but just can't afford to go and pay those fees. Yeah, we had this discussion actually. Do you need to go to drama school to be an actor? Good actor, sorry. And it was a bit of a, like a mixed situation. Obviously, we had one that went to drama school and then one that didn't. And I just feel like it depends where you come from, I think. some. I feel like if you're obviously are privileged enough to go, obviously you, there's going to be more opportunities for you. But at the same time, if you don't, then you're going to have to work like 10 times harder just to become. And I don't feel like... I feel like there needs to be more agencies maybe to represent that. Do you know what I mean? Some 100%. more working class agencies and... From what I've, because I did my research in a lockdown, there isn't enough. Do you know what I mean? Like when I said I did my research, I did like what you need to do to submit to them and stuff like that. It's not enough. It's yeah, just, there really isn't. It's, it's a shame. On you know, I feel like 
there needs to be a change. Yeah, no, there does. And I know so many people that I went to uni with who are so talented, but because of the fact that like, number one, like we have to be honest, like acting is not realistic to the average everyday person. There's a massive risk in it. Mm. So you have to be like extremely passionate about what you're doing. And you also have to like understand that you're gonna hear no more than you hear yes. And like people don't like that. Mm. It's not comfortable. I still have friends like saying to me, Oh, you still chasing the acting thing, like, do you not want to just get a normal job? Like it genuinely not your friends. Yeah. <laughs> no, keep going. No, no, and I'll never give up. Like I'll never give up. But I think it's just my mindset. Like coming from I live I'm I'm originally from Southwest Wales in Pembrokeshire, a very small rural place in like the countryside of Wales. And no one like no one thinks like me there. It's really strange. I've always felt like kind of a bit of an outsider. It's so small. Yeah, like no one like thinks outside the box. They're they're confined to like like I remember going through college, like everyone's like, oh, nine to five. Yeah, I can't wait to get a nine to five. And I've just been like, I don't want to work in a nine to five job. Mm. Like that's not mm. what I want to do. Mm. Like I want to do acting. But with that, like I had so many friends, like I said, in uni that loved doing acting. But then when like they started actually trying to do it outside of uni, they then went, oh, it's harder than I thought, can't be bothered. And they just gave up. Mm. And it's like, yeah, it's probably because of the fact that, you know, being in a drama school does get you more chance of getting a good agent it gets you more chance of being seen but then there are people out there like i meet cast and directors every single um month with anarchy mm. actors i train at anarchy actors in um in london in central london yeah. and they say all the time like you do not need to have gone to drama school like but then that's when you, they see how talented you are but then how do you get through the door mm. without having to like know somebody that knows somebody or have a good agent that represents you but doesn't care that you're in drama school mm. you know and that's the hard thing. And it's people, there's so many talented people that just miss out on the opportunity of going through that training because- Even there needs to be like a drama school and an agency. Yeah. People that didn't go to to actual drama school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just did like just general training or dra- like, you know, just general classes. Because I know so many people that have just gone to classes and they're so talented and they ain't doing it. They're just working in obviously normal jobs, like doing either law or doing- um like bar work and stuff like that it's hard it's hard out here yes. yeah it is hard but those some of those people that are talented some of them like you said some of them ain't got the passion or the drive they haven't they, they give, up. give up they give up as soon as they hear no as soon as shit hits the fan they're like oh shit fuck it i'll just go back to buy a day-to-day job and it's like it's cool but if you have that m- mentality you don't expect yeah, you're not to make really get far you're not really yeah. gonna get far you know what i'm saying so that's that's that situation but also, another thing is that if you're an actor, you always should put yourself out there. Do short films, do student films, do something. Yeah. <laughs> do something. <laughs> like don't, sitting on your bum is not going to get you anywhere. Trust me, you're not going to get anywhere. And But I don't know, how, do you think that method works? That if you do a lot of projects, like feature films, short films, student films, whichever you call it, um, do you think that gets you kind of in a better position? I th- I think so. I think eventually in time, like it, it depends on the person, like it, genuinely comes from the person's drive Mm. and also how you are with people like it isn't just oh if you're a good actor you're a good actor cool it's more like how do you work with people are you going to be remembered for doing the right things are you going to stand up not just a good actor but like how are you with people how are you working with people are you the type of person who comes on set and is in a mood are you the type of person that comes on and is positive because people remember people like that like I've done auditions where like I haven't been accepted or I haven't gone further but then they'll send me these emails like your your positivity was like amazing you know we really want to consider you for the next role and like it's it's connections like that but I do think that 
you know, I mean, it depends on the person, like I said, but I do think that that is something that people need to do is start doing more short films. And unfortunately, when you first start out, like you're going to probably do things for free. And it's that's the rubbish part of it because you want to value your craft and you want to say like, I know I'm worth more than that, but you have to get your foot in the door first. And then that's exactly what it's about. And people are too scared to go, oh, well, I'd rather just chill on the weekend rather than like investing in, you know, maybe doing a showreel scene or, you know, going out and speaking to a friend that maybe have a camera, you know, let's let's do a scene together or let's just go to an acting class. Mm. People are people are just they're comfortable with being comfortable. Yeah. Have you got anything that you're working on or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at the moment I am, well, there's these writers that I'm working with that have wrote something called Square. So I'm one of the main characters for that. So we'd, we've got a crowdfunding page out at the moment. Like you guys, obviously we were speaking a little bit before about, you know, trying to put your own work out there. It's difficult. Yeah. Um, they wrote this two years ago um, with the hopes that it would get picked up and they sent it to lots of different TV production companies and it was just like, yeah, I'm uh, not sure. We've kind of got something similar, not sure. Shunning it away type thing. Okay, yeah. So yeah, we basically just decided amongst ourselves that we would just put like a crowdfunding page and it's doing really, really well. Um, these guys are from Bristol, but it's all about student life. It's literally all about student life. I play a character called Chelsea, who's 19 from America mm. and she comes over and she's an activist um, and she gets in this relationship with a guy who actually isn't the type of person she thought he was. But it's all about student life and it's all about positivity as well as the good with the bad. Mm. You know, student life, I mean, I've been through it myself, so I know what it's like. And it's not all bad, but it's not all positive, mm. if you know what I mean. Yeah, um, both sides. And it's, it's massively on politics. It's a lot about race, sexuality. Um, it's something that, like, I really believe in and I really want it to get done. So we're, in, we're hoping that we can raise enough money to get it filmed next year in March. Hopefully. So we're on track for that. But yeah. yeah, have you got a link you can tell the people? Yeah, to yeah. fund it, like the crowdfund. Yeah, page, yeah, yeah, I can send you guys the link. Yeah. yeah. yeah so yeah, if you yeah. for the listeners, if you just want to say the where where it is the crowdfund page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you go to let me get the thing up two seconds. Um, so it's not on my actual profile, but I I might put it on my Instagram so it's a little bit easier. Yeah, that'll be good. But yeah, yeah, yeah. If I put oh, it is actually on there. So on my actual Instagram, so at Lisa Michelle Pugh. Lisa Michelle Pugh. Yeah, yeah. Lisa Michelle Pugh X. Um, it's on there. So it's like, instead of having my actual spotlight website, I changed it to the crowdfund me page. Cool. So obviously you guys can link that and they can go through it from there. Definitely. But um, we've done interviews with like every character. There's 16 cast members as well, which has been wow. amazing because during lockdown, everybody has been like, oh, work, work, work. So we did like a Zoom read through. We've been doing interviews with every single person. Um, and it's just been amazing to have that community of people like, mm. We're also, the writers are quite open to, like, if, you know, there's certain things in the script that they think, oh, I wouldn't actually see my character like that. Then the writers are like, well, how would you see it? Let's make this right for everybody. We want to make sure, like, it works, you yeah, know? That's good. Good, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's it's an amazing, amazing script. So we're just, fingers crossed, it gets, it gets made, it gets done, and we can actually make it. It's hard, though. <laughs> definitely, <laughs> yeah. Raise all the money. Hopefully, yeah, yeah, yeah fingers definitely. Crossed, fingers, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a good idea. It sounds, it sounds good. Can't wait to see it when it does get made. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but anyways, thank you so much for joining us. That's all we have time for today, unfortunately. That's fine. But thank you so much for coming to our podcast. And for the people who just want to start your socials where people can find your work and everything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Instagram is at Lisa Michelle Pugh X. Pretty much everything is on there. Okay. Um, I mean, I have a Facebook, which is the same, just Lisa Michelle Pugh, but everything I do is on my Instagram. Cool. No worries. <laughs> That's thank good. you for coming on. Thank you so much for coming. We're just Thank, thank you. the listeners also for tuning in every week, every Sunday at 5 pm. You can listen to our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, everything. The list goes on and on. Thank you.